0: Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. Was that a little more playful for yes, you? Was that a yes, yes it was. That was fun? the
1: perfect adjective, playful. Okay, yeah,
0: playful, that's what we want. We want fun, we want happiness, because there's a lot of people that are afraid. We don't want you to be afraid here on Tim Talks. No, don't be afraid, unless we find out you did something wrong, and then you better be, <laughs> be afraid because we're afraid. coming after you. <laughs> That's right. You know the names. You you've learned and heard them enough to know who those are that have wronged us, that have shamed us, that, you know, have brought indignation against us. Man, I've used some big words of late. I gotta give myself a little There we go. Just you know, some words for the kids. There you go. Just to help them out. Nothing yep. nothing of the woven caliber, but uh you no, know that's true. Up there. Yeah. That's true. I mean, what could and, really I mean, reach that pinnacle?
1: Hey, Look, it's as good as you can get so that's fine. Once it yeah. gets past five letters, yeah, okay. I got to just about give you the symbols. So <laughs>
0: You you better start fearing. You better start fearing. No,
1: you can't punch me through this uh phone, so
0: I'll send Harrison down there. He'll take care of you.
1: <laughs> He's my buddy.
0: He is your buddy, he is your buddy for sure. Hey, listen, uh, we're talking about different passages in the Bible that talk about fear, and I came across this one in Judges. It says, and the Lord said unto him, peace be unto thee, fear not, thou shalt not die. You know, a lot of people fear death, they fear dying. Mm-hmm. And we saw that during the whole COVID you know, incident of history, there are a lot of people that were scared to death
1: of dying.
0: And a lot of Christians.
1: Scared scared to death death of dying. dying. Yeah. (laughs) Dying. Yeah. What a great statement. I was scared to death. They
0: they were at the door. They were right there. They didn't go over. They were scared to the death. (laughs) To the door. Yeah. And there were there were a lot of Christians who were afraid of getting COVID and dying. And it was kinda sad to me. I mean, I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna die either. I don't want the process of death. I'm not afraid of dying, but the I, I don't want to leave my family i don't i there's things I want to do mm-hmm. there's ministry I want to complete, but really, we're all living to die as christians that's that's the beginning for us, not the end and there are a lot of people that struggle with it and then there are a lot of unsaved people that should be scared of dying and maybe aren't the fear of death what what's entailed from your angle on the fear of death
1: well, it's it's still the unknown i mean we know the verses about heaven. We read them, uh, we believe them, we embrace them, but right. we've not done it before. You know, I mean, that is mm-hmm. that is such a right. such a mind altering thing of everything you know now is only temporary.
0: Mm-hmm. Whenever
1: you compare it, the spiritual is permanent. We we just yeah. In unless we are in the Word a lot, we just can't grasp that main thought.
0: Yeah, and, and we'd all say if we just knew somebody that, that had gone and could come back and tell us, and I think, mm, wait, yeah. there is someone. Amen. Jesus. That's
1: exactly <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and the five over 500 that arose, you know, when Jesus Christ was resurrected, the 500 scene of witnesses, people that had died and came back to life. and The chief priest uh, wanted we to we kill Lazarus,
1: that. too. Yeah. Because, yeah, you know, Jesus right. had raised him from the dead, and everyone mm-hmm. knew it. Bethany was very close to Jerusalem, and everyone knew what he had done
0: yeah absolutely. So yes, yeah, so we have those, but when it comes to yourself, like you say, not ever having experienced you know what it means to die, how you die, and, and if everybody's different, right? So you don't know. I think most people fear a tragic death, like you know drowning or fire or car accident, something like that. those I think are our biggest. Just to go to sleep and not wake up. that's you know, most people are not as afraid of that, um, but you're right, the unknown. And that fear of death, and then I think the the idea of being alone. You know, my wife and I are having those conversations. We're sixty years old, and uh, we're, we're drawing closer to that time in our life when we have to start thinking about that, and the idea of not having my spouse or her not having me. Yes, there there is some anxiety to that. There is some unknown to that, and so I think a lot of people struggle with that too.
1: I find in the scriptures where people are afraid of so many different things, and every time the Lord addresses their fears, it's it's almost like we could understand. You know, as human beings, I can understand. You know, uh, here's Elijah. They had such a great miracle on Mount Carmel, and now, you know, uh, the queen says, all right, you're dead. And she's sending soldiers after him, and he flees for his life, and he's in despair thinking, what am I going to do? And he had this giant victory. But uh, the Bible says that God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and Mm. of a sound mind. And I never forget somebody explaining and preaching through that verse, and they said most people, their fears are in three different categories, Uh, events others or themselves and you know Mm -hmm. we have been given power to where god can take care of all the circumstances and it'll only be according to his will as we're in the center of god's will the only thing that can touch us are things that he will allow Uh, we're afraid of people so god has given us love the spirit of god will help us love others and of course love is not an emotion It's a motivation Mm -hmm. and uh, a -hmm. sound mind. We can think properly about ourselves. We don't have to become a basket case of all the things that maybe could happen to us or maybe that we might do or something in our past. We can give it over to God so that the Spirit of God himself is going to help us with our fears because he he does not have the spirit of fear.
0: Yeah, I can do all things through Christ, mm-hmm. I can get I can get through this, but boy, you better have Christ at the very core of that thing, or it can be frightening. And I've made decisions in my life and had to deal with some things in life where I did not include the Lord, and it is frightening. It is yeah. frightening, because you have no surety then. You have nothing to rely on but yourself, and we know the frailty of the flesh and of ourselves. I know my shortcomings, I know my limits. And, boy, there is there's just something about knowing when Christ is with you and you're doing what God says, boy, there is a strength and a power. And that's why he said it to Joshua and Gideon and Moses and all of those. Every one of those leaders were afraid at some time. Men, courageous men, men of valor, men of leadership were afraid. And if you're a pastor today or you're a businessman today or you're a husband today or you're a woman involved in business today or, you know, circumstances the lord is telling you you don't trust in me and i hope you are and if you're not you're going to be scared to death it's going to be a it's going to be a difficult thing
1: yeah i still remember in the recession in in uh, the 80s um a lot of a lot of auto workers a lot of steel workers you know plants were shutting Mm -hmm. down and you know doc thompson he he In one of his messages and maybe a couple of times he said it but in one of his messages and he didn't say it cutting or cruel or mean uh, but he said you know a lot of you guys here have looked at me and said man what's it like to live by faith he said now you're gonna find out and he said Mm. you're gonna see that God is true to his word God will take Mm -hmm. care of you you may have some tough times, and you may need to downsize a little bit, but you're going to find out on the other side that God is faithful. He said, you get a great opportunity now. To Now you have to live by faith, and you're going to find out what a yeah. joy that it is. You know, and so he wasn't, yeah. you know, it wasn't like, ha-ha, so there. But, I mean, he was, he was very bold, very strong in what he was saying, but he, he stood on Bible truth. And so those are the two areas to me is standing on Scripture and doing what the Holy Spirit prompts us to do through Scripture. Those are those areas that fear is able to be vanquished if you're if you're wrapped up in those things because regardless of what happens, you're standing for right and you're standing. On the side of God, so he's gonna he's gonna take care of you.
0: Yeah, you brought up a point that I think is a fear source for most preachers: is the finances of the church. I know it was for me. Sure, that's one of the things I really struggle with um, because the buck stops with you. Literally, you're you're the guy that has to pay the bills, and if they're not paid, you know why aren't they getting paid? and you can't make people give you you can encourage them and you can give them the facts but you can't make them and so there were times when brother holland would say to me pastor don't cash your paycheck till tuesday Mm. wednesday thursday this week please because we just don't have the money we're waiting for something to come in or we have to wait for the offerings from wednesday or whatever and i know that a lot of preachers struggle with that that fear of the finances of the church and when people like you talk about get laid off or lose their job or move away and you know that they're giving and you know there was a large number of people at the Cleveland Baptist Church that worked in the auto industry Mm -hmm. and there was a large number of people here in St. Thomas that worked in the auto industry and in that 80s recession and even you know times after that when when my guys got laid off there was always that thought what are we going to do now yes. how are we going to make it because they weren't going to or they went on strike and they're only getting 60 percent of their paycheck mm-hmm. or whatever it is well i'll tell you 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 get concerned you you learn to pray lord i don't know how you're going to do it but we did it we got through it and at one time, we had 26 people in our church laid off. Wow. And I thought, we're done. We're never going to make it. And we made it. I don't know how. I. It was the Lord. Absolutely and, it know, is.
1: Absolutely. Well, I have yeah. prepared messages. And truly, as I'm in the middle of preparing, I'm trying to ascertain the truth of the Scripture. And I'm trying to see where the Lord is. Is leading me in the application of those scriptures and then whenever my sermon is pretty well done you know got to polish it up just a little bit I will sit back and look Mm -hmm. at it and then go whoa this this could be a real problem for a few people in our church and now now I have this not quite finished but just about this finished product and I'm looking at that and I was excited in my study, and now knowing God gave it to me, and knowing I know I did not write a message to, you know, whack four or five people upside down the head, you know, and, and then mm-hmm. yeah. I'm looking at this going, ooh, <laughs> maybe I should soften <laughs> something, maybe, and there's something right. that that we all as preachers probably have faced, unless unless you have the normal demeanor of an uncaring person, and, you know, so you're not going to feel bad. As a matter of yeah. fact, you love those messages, you know, yeah. if you're that way. No. But, you yeah. know, you're looking at this going, okay, now how can I say this better? And it's like, i got to say it the way God says it. And so you, you just pray extra, give me boldness, and then I try to do yeah. the best I can to put those people out of my mind whenever i'm preaching i'm not yeah. going to stare at them. i'm not going to well, look at them. it's what just what i did yeah go ahead
0: yeah what i did was i prayed lord um don't let them come to church this morning <laughs> 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 i pray they get the flu they go on vacation you know they're working overtime something and inevitably they were right there and in the front row <laughs> but it, and the lord said preach it's boy truth. preach <laughs>
1: It's truth, and, and yeah. we have been given the command to, to stand for truth. And so that's that mm-hmm. fear. Oh, what if, what if, what are they going to do? Oh, man, this couldn't, may not go good. A- and, boy, whenever you interject that fear, we're going to wind up not doing what God wants us to do.
0: Right, right. Um, yeah, it's... <sighs> And again, many preachers have asked, what, what do you do in that situation? You know there's somebody sitting in the auditorium, and the message that you prepared smacks them right in the face. I read a book one time about a guy uh, who became a preacher. His mother was a lesbian, and his father late, later came out as a homosexual. And they showed up to hear him preach, and he was preaching through the book of Romans, and the series was <laughs> right, right, there, right Romans at 1. Romans 1. And he said, what am I going to do? He says, and I appreciate. He said, I knew one of them was going to be upset. He goes, but I had to preach it, and he preached through it. And you know, they they weren't happy, but he said I I had to yes. do it, just because it was my parents. And yeah, there've been times in in my life where I've had to preach those kind of messages, and it does it does make it a little difficult to get up and just really let it rip, and, but. At the same time, a lot of times the people you worry about will come to you and say, man, I needed that. Mm-hmm. That's just what I needed. Thank, thank you for being bold enough preacher to preach that. And, and uh, you know, some people did get upset. Some people didn't like it. But there were people who did, and, and you've got to leave that with the Lord for And sure. now
1: if you're going to prepare a message saying, I'm sick of that guy, or man, I'm going to yes. get those people, that the source now has not come from God. The source has come from your wicked heart. I was uh, preaching through the Book of Acts on Sunday nights uh, at a certain time. It was quite a few years ago. Um, And I just personally was a little bit put off by a deacon's meeting that we had. And so Mm -hmm. here we're getting into, you know, the Book of Acts 6. And boy, I prepared a message to address some of those things. and. The more I prayed, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, even Sunday afternoon, the more I knew I wasn't right. That this, right. this is not right. And so on Sunday night, whenever I dressed some of those things and I, you know, had mentioned, you know, I'm thankful for the men that we have. I truly am you know, I got my heart right. And the message was a blessing, I hope, but it was a, it was much better blessing than me and my carnality, just because either my feelings were hurt or I was questioned or, you know, just, and so, yeah, we're we're tempted at different times to say, great, Mm -hmm. this is a great opportunity. I didn't write the book of Acts, (laughs) and the Lord knew we are going to be on Acts 6 just after this thing. And... You know, but my spirit wasn't right, and it was yeah. it was such a blessing. And so now I'm able to say to people, you know, look, even if they come for counseling or come with a problem, I'll, I'll always try to let them know, now look, I may preach a message on this topic at some point, not because of you, but I want you to know that as I preach this message, I'm not going to point out things in this meeting because of you. And so I want you to know right now that please don't be nervous and don't be afraid. I'm not trying to condemn you in any way. But I I do have to try to address topics as the Lord, you know, shows me and reveals Mm -hmm. them in Scripture and puts them on my heart.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There have been some times when I have had to preach those hard messages, and you have too, and you know it is of the lord and the church does need it it's kind of like dad bringing a spanking um and when you know it is the lord allowing you yes. to do that it's 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 not fun it's not easy but it definitely gives you a strength that's that right you can't find within yourself so preachers for those times when you have to do it and again sometimes we can't worry about the consequences if you're if you're just being foolish and you're just spouting off. You get what you deserve. But if you're doing it in the name of the Lord, for the church's sake, for your family's sake, for your business's sake, then, yeah, you, you've you got to do that. But that's, boy, you better know it's of the Lord. You better be well prayed when you go to that spot. Yeah, I so. think about oh, standing
1: before the Lord. In mm-hmm. in situations like that, I think about rather than, you know, like he told the prophet, be not dismayed by their faces. Um and truly every one of our churches, you know, you've got so many good people. And we wanna we mm-hmm. wanna focus on the negative. But you've got so many good people that are gonna encourage you and try to try to help you. But you know, for me anyway, I think about standing before Jesus Christ and him saying, I showed you that. We showed you that you know, we illuminated your mind about this. We prompted you to say this. Why didn't you say this? Because my people needed this.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, I'm going to leave it there. And on Friday, I would love to discuss a couple of things. I have a passage in First Kings, Elijah uh, and the little the little woman who makes him a cake. I want to take a look at that. And there's a couple things there in that passage that I'd like to deal with about fear. So uh, get ready. A little teaser there for you. If you want to read First Kings 17, kind of get you ready for that. Um, fear is a real thing, and we all deal with it, and we all have to overcome it, and we all have to live through it. Or maybe on Friday we could talk about what happens when you let fear overcome you. What happens then? What are some of the side effects or end results of an ultimate fear in your life? And we're seeing that today in great multitude. Um, We'll talk about that on Friday. I'm Al Stone. And I am so glad to be uh, home for a little bit. March 1st starts my trek around Canada, the United States again and I have got another full year. Amen. I am so excited. I'm I'm gearing up now to be exhausted by the end of the year, which I love. I love it that God has given me that much and uh, I do have a couple dates open in March um the only two i have if you need somebody in march uh, and you're listening today pastor you want to give me a call um i would love to fill those two up Uh, i've not had to call anybody for a meeting in the last five years and uh, if you can give me a call, that would be great. Uh, I don't want to be sitting still, and I'd love to be a blessing to you. I'm Al Stone from St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada.
1: This is Dan Wolven in Columbus, Ohio. Please don't forget to give us a rating, or review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform.
0: Don't be afraid to do that, and don't be afraid to be back with us on Friday. No Fear Friday. That's what we're going to call it. No Fear Friday. Join <laughs> us, would you? This is Tim Talks. Have a great day, eh? We'll be back on Friday. Friday. You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at
1: timtalks.com. That's T I I M Talks.com.